Welcome to Studio Secrets A to Z. My name is Anthony J. Resta, AKJ Ajax Rayovac, and we are here for the second, or is it the third episode on TV Mania? Second, second episode, episode on TV Mania, and I'm here with Bob St. John. Welcome, Bob. AKA Bobco, or AKA Saint, for the people in the know. Beazel Bob is another one. Beazel Bob, that's right. Immortalized in extreme, too. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful to have you, and uh, we'll continue our journey on TV Mania. It's uh, it's a f- really uh, exciting, fun record to share with so many great memories on. And today we're starting off with Dream and Pal. So let's listen to your Dream and Pal and talk about that. It's one of my favorites, by Me the too. way. Me too. Me too. My Dream and Your Dream and Pal. You know, it's uh, when I listen to that, it's, it's what would happen if you somehow woke up laying on the ground in the boarding area of LAX after doing too many speed balls. <laughs> um, Man, the, I have a zillion <laughs> memories of this, how it went together. It's just... I, I remember, I remember mixing this. I remember fooling around with the uh, Roland sound space and the watch TV. The traffic. You listen to that on a set of speakers. It's crazy. It flies around your head. The traffic goes like, like right through your brain and around the back of your it, head. It's one of those things. You know, the sound space doesn't always work, but yeah. this song it worked for all of those because it definitely feels like it's flying all over the place. It's really crazy, and uh, the, I had a lot of fun on the drum treatment. You can hear my, the big room in Chelmsford on the toms. Um, that's pretty massive sounding, actually. Yeah, and I don't remember what I did when I, I... Did you help me record those drums, or did I do those separately? I don't remember even. 
I got this vision of you doing mm. that yourself. But, yeah. you know, you I might have helped you with these. Um, that sound, uh, it's conflated in my mind with So Long Suicide. From, yeah, it's uh, kind from of the OM. Land. Yeah, there was, I know we were, I was using Earthworks um, oh, Omni mics on the room because that, that's, right. that, that's that sound. And um, those were early. They were like the company had just started. They were OM1s and they're really, really. Right, right. And for some reason they matched so perfectly impedance wise with the Mackie like board when I played them on a on, on a, a 1602 Mackie compared to like any other console it just had was massive it was the weirdest thing <laughs> you know and um so that was that but then I remember wanting a drier kind of meters sound uh like a New Orleans kind of thing and I remember I I did like I did blankets over the cymbals and the drums and I was like in a little tent for the for the dry snare hi-hat stuff that I, that's that's new information for me I didn't know yeah. that so that's the grooving part that's, yeah uh, yeah part of it there's like a bunch of, of layers Jeff Beck song for some reason there's, I was trying to press yeah. that yeah there's several layers of uh, drum like treatments and they're all kind of like stacked on each other and like bouncing off each other and um, there, that was a pretty involved thing I just love the the way it came together and I, I think um, Nick did a bass part with the uh, it's, I think it's a, what is that? The system 101, I can hear that buzzy system 101 bass. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I had, I I had just gotten a music man bass and that's my bass part was like a finger bass part that was kind of like a Motown-ish kind of sound. I never knew that. I never knew that at all. You played bass on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, never knew that. Boom, boodle doo boom, that thing. It was a sample. I looped it, but and there's like, yeah, Nick. They did a lot of stuff with the, you know, the obviously the your dreaming pal. I think is Warren. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That sounds like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's some, you know, all those other TV samples. I don't know where they came from. Um, I know they were all meticulously put together. You can tell, you know, Tinley. I'm sure, and, and Warren, and Nick. I mean, sometimes I confuse this song with the. Um using a hidden camera because we did uh i can't remember if it was this song or the using a hidden camera song where we did an extended version of it. that was using a hidden camera and we did that at uh, we called that the go play in the traffic mix i think yep if i remember right yep yeah and we extended it to the double length or something right right but it's not double length in the cd is okay. it okay uh, good question well, well when we get to that we'll check i don't, I don't all right yeah all right. I, I couldn't remember um, I have vivid memories of editing the sequence together at Sound Techniques. On half inch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on half inch. So it was all done on, uh, so ATR 102, like, uh, is that what you bounced down to? Uh, or, or track? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Set up at plus three. Wow. wow. Ancient history for all you, for you all non-analog buffs out there. Now they do it on cassette. Yeah. Is this cassette, <laughs> this, this cassette, um, you know, rage, it's the rage. You know, all this, the cassette audio. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm in doing some cleaning. I found a box of 20 brand new TDK Super Avalon cassettes. Contact Still in the wrapper. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do they go bad? Listen, don't lowball me. I know what I have. <laughs> 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 no, it's this whole movement of cassette... Uh, squishy i mean i have a cassette machine here and believe it or not i still use it to do um manual flanges because the cassette has a very speed on it oh wow i'm not kidding <laughs> that's, that's why i have them that's cool yeah. so um what that's about i think for for your dreaming pal i can't think of any other elements that we yeah I, I could listen to those drum fills all day though oh that, that if you don't play air drums to that then then you you don't have it 
I was totally inspired by Steve Gadd. Those those figures, those sex tuplets are definitely Steve Gadd, like <laughs> transcribed, like back when I had chops. <laughs> Do you remember the China crash that's in the towards the end was never there. We put it in there. I don't I, remember. I that. had some rant. Yeah, I had some rando idea about it, and what I did was we loaded the crash into like an H three thousand, and we triggered it. I just op- turning. I ran a tone into the fader, and then when you open the fader, it would cause it to play. That was that was not there in the original version. Oh wow, that's accepted. cool! I love those. <laughs> that those, really happened. That's amazing. And the toms are yeah. Those. It goes bump, ba dum, ba dum, dum, and like in the middle of the second time through. Yep. And then it ends with that piccolo, that piccolo snare crack, like as a rim shot. Yeah, it ends the song. That, those <laughs> are those are Noble and Cooley um, CD maples. And for anybody interested, that, that was that, your your first your first set, the black yeah, one, right? Yeah, they're, they're, I remember I, when you got that. They still have them. They sound amazing. They were they have that. They had that nice little kick. And yeah, they sounded amazing. Yeah, it was a twenty inch kick, but it was super deep, like twenty four yeah. inches deep or something. Yeah, it yeah, it was really deep. I remember. Love yeah. that, love that, and everything in the, everything in the mill sounded like that. It's like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah it's just a really magical spot, and that was the upstairs, uh, the room. original Bopnik. Yeah, the original room. Right. Yeah. Right. Eventually, we moved downstairs to even bigger space, but I always kind of like the controlled tightness of the upstairs. It was, you know, in Chelsea. I, I thought both spaces sounded good, but I, yeah. I remember working in the space upstairs. I don't think I ever worked in the one downstairs. You might, you might have. I don't. I can't remember. So let's move on to the next track, which is Paramount. This is another favorite. This one's a, a really uh, rich audio experience. Paramount. 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 Paramount.
Actions must be completed within the next 30 seconds. Thank you. Thank you for shopping at the Paramount. Please return to the Paramount. Wow. It's a very cool track. You know, uh, you know, I never really thought of it till now that Paramount is like a virtual place, but this was, when we did this, there was really no such thing. This, it was this just is a way, dream of yeah, the future. 19, not, what is it, 90, what year is this now? When we did this? Four, 95 we did this? No, I think it was Maybe. later. No, it was later, because it was, later. I think it was, yeah, yeah, more like, yeah, like somewhere like... Uh, after Medazzaland or in the middle of Medazzaland? Yeah, it, it was after Medazzaland. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember. I, I, I remember doing it. I don't remember yeah. what year it was. Yeah, but, but um, this once you talk a little bit, there's so much in there. The vocal treatments are incredible. I mean, we did all that. The, the thing, the thing is that the the song. I'm listening to it, and I remember when I was doing it. You feel like Paramount is an actual physical place, and when I'm listening yeah. to it, that's you know I keep getting this visual of a place. Of course, maybe I'm just picturing a website at this point, but you know the whole concept of make new friends. Yeah. There's so much to do and feel here. That's yeah. just really, really clever. Yeah, shopping. That, it's a know, shopping. You could buy anything you want just by clicking on it. So that was like yeah, really kind of I before mean, the that was before that was really common. You know. Yeah, so I think around. I wish 95. I could remember which year this was if it yeah. predates because it, it's ninety five. It kind of predates Medazzaland a little bit. Yeah, and this yeah. might have been before Medazzaland. Yeah, it might have been. I, so yeah, this was ninety five. Is when they said it started. So it did span a while. Like we didn't do them all at once. I know I, I did like a bunch in one sitting with. And this again was ADATS sent to me from yep. privacy, and um, right. And so, like, we would work, and I would send stuff back, and then they would manipulate what I sent back. There's some great foundational tracks, though, from Nick on this. Like, that that Snuffleupagus bass is, like, that big stereo bass is just incredible. That's a great sound. That's I don't a great it, sound. I don't know if it comes from a Jupiter or a... Um, uh, the system it might have come it's from totally totally unique it's it, totally yeah, it, unique it I might it, honestly like. like thinking back it could have been like Nick was using a, um, a, a Oscar uh, it's like a, a there's a wasp and an Oscar he had a couple of really unusual monosynths I've never heard of either of those yeah yeah I wow. used to who see them on the I used to see them on the on the track sheets uh, Oscar I don't know who makes Oscar there was an Oscar and then there was a wasp I think WASP and it had it was it was black with yellow keys and it was the key the keys were like those those virtual ones you know like the plastic ones right. you just but uh, yeah it was definitely some very unique um, stuff they did before I even got involved who, uh, who did the female vocals in that do you know I think there's one girl named Lamia I think and there's I don't have the names I remember they did that in London for sure and um, a lot of that um, beat stuff the main beat they did in they they came up with and I added like I, I some analog I had a little machine called a Korg Mini Pops and I definitely recognized some of the little analog beatboxy sounds mm-hmm. uh, from that but um they this track they had a really big foundation on and you, I think you and I did more of that sound design for the with the sound space like all that swirly yeah there's a there's a lot of swirly stuff on it especially when what happens is when it goes um through the verse and then what do you call it a chorus when it, it goes da 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 yeah yeah it's like a 
pre-chorus yeah. bridge yeah. Yeah. You know, that forms the hook strange but when it opens up into that the thing just sprays out of the speaker that's the only way to describe it it's really you've something. got this very closed environment of the verse yeah when he's doing the narration and then it just opens up into a just a big space like a musical atrium yeah it's no. really cool it's a lot of contrast and then that da da Dun, dun, dun. It's a studio vocalist right. that that Digitech thing, and Warren was, you know, singing into that and playing it. I had a feeling it was one of those. Yeah. Again, it's before that was really common with the harmonizer. Yeah, I wish I kept mine. I was I forget how cool it was. You could do like four part harmonies like on the fly. Um, really? I, yeah. I I remember seeing it. It had like settings, like it, one would be like a country, like a Nashville thing, and you just sing into it, and it sounded like four part harmony. You know, <laughs> it was really cool. And then if you had a keyboard hooked up to it, you could actually guide it through major and minor and things like that. Cool. You cool. know, so there's a lot of the, that stuff on there. Yeah, that was a involved mix. It's mostly you. I don't. I didn't do a ton of stuff on this one. Um, I just I love how tight the low end is on it. With that that bass and the kick really cool together. Yeah, it's just like a giant snuffleupagus bass. I call it. It's very <laughs> stereo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, back then we weren't going to pay any respect to it, whether or not it was going to be in vinyl. We just, you know, stereoized any bass thing that we wanted. Let's go on to a. Oh, what's in the future? This is a really, this is a really involved one. I really love this one. What's in the future? 
Wow. That's another another wow. <laughs> I, I remember mixing this song because it was late at night and I could not stay awake. <laughs> Because the thing is, the thing is, you know, as it is, you know, I'm I'm not a musical genius. There's no way I could count any of it. I don't know how you played to it, because it doesn't seem to have a form. But I know it's Warren, so it's math. It's got to have a form. But that's that that keyboard sequence is Nick's, and it's uh, really dense and beautiful and layered. The whole track was built around Nick's keyboard sequence, and I don't know how that happened. I wasn't there for that, but it it's just magnificent. I mean, the whole track really is kind of focused around that keyboard sequence but you never know when it's turning around no rhythmically no No, it does have a strange length to it for sure and then as it evolves i slowly i I did a lot of beatbox again analog beatbox type treatments through the eventide harmonizer i recognize some of those those like the the beats at the end you can hear that that was like that era that era where i was did you what is that part it's like a almost sounds like a pedal steel part but i don't think it is it is a pedal steel but it's a sample it's uh, there, I had this mm-hmm. Emu ESI thirty two, and it was a, a pedal steel patch that was. That's in, cool. Was I had a that, feeling that was you. Yeah, and you could kind of bend the you know with pitch bend, you could bend the the intervals and stuff, and you could bend like. But again, one, I'm listening to it, still trying to figure out where it fell. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It and I can't. Mm. It's just random. <laughs> I remember. I what I liked about it is it would you could somehow through MIDI you could bend like just the middle voice if you wanted it wouldn't just bend all three voices I remember mm-hmm. that being really unique to it um, really really cool I don't know that was way before MP uh, MPE MIDI I don't remember how that was possible maybe I did it on separate track I can't I don't think right. it was possible back then for, we had to make it work however and, we were yeah there was just, just um, a beautiful piece um, the samples that, that they have on there there's one ping that's like bing that was definitely the multi moog. I remember that's a great sound. The the one with the whistly high frequency. Yeah, and it just falls forever. It's like I I miss that synth so much. That was the dumbest thing I ever sold. Um, oh, you sold it? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I sold it a few years ago. It was like well, it was it was it was in a it was kind of the, they they get really old to a point when then everything all the connections just start like going it's like it used to be touch sensitive and then it's like touch sensitive turned into like touch intermittent <laughs> it's like you know whack it yeah. a few times like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's remember full of molex connectors <laughs> remember i had dollar bills under the underneath different dials and things like holding it i mean it was it was really falling apart um, yeah, i guess it was time for it to go it, yeah and these all these songs would make such amazing atomos mixes you know I, they would they would. I, I mean, where they're, they they feel three dimensional as they are, but yeah. stuff that was actually floating around in real localizable, you know, things that make you turn your head would be yeah, very there, cool. There's definitely a lot of sound space on there too. I don't know if what you yeah. had it on. Um, no, on there the, is. A, it's you know. I remember when I mixed that. I just wanted it to be hypnotic. Obviously, it worked because I was falling asleep doing it. But that's an, um, was that Cortland or was that Sound Techniques? I have a feeling that was Cortland for some reason. I yeah. do. Yeah, because I have a vivid memory of the of the sound space at Cortland. We had to find a spot for it, and at Sound Techniques, we had to do the same thing. So what we would do is then, when we found the sound that we could use it on, we would just pull the thing out and actually do the effect, moving the knobs to get the you know um, the motion that we wanted, and then record it to a pair of tracks. That's right. Sure, because it's eight. Was yeah. it eight inputs and eight outputs? Or- it had. Um, Two, four inputs. It had four inputs, eight outputs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing. Remember, it's massive. It's yeah. like it's like rack. It was like four, four, four two-unit racks. Probably. 
and that you know odd looking controller the controller is the best part i have the um yeah. the, the rss 10 which came out a few years later um and i use that a lot and um it was but it was nothing like that the original one yeah, yeah. i think they were 40,000 cool. when they came out or something i think they were like yeah. 40 yeah. yeah yeah it was a fortune the, the rolling sound space yeah, the rolling sound space was definitely a, i think a bigger part of tv mania than it was even on the Medazzaland, you know yeah, Metasoland just makes a few appearances. It's, yeah. it's not it's not too much. I mean, you know, the nature of the TV mania thing is that um, it's effective and it's supposed to, you know, definitely creates an environment. I mean, you know, you should listen to that sometime just in the dark. I uh, I was uh, at Longview Farm uh, recording, and uh, Jason Muscartolo was there, and we got kind of high, and we yeah. sat listening to that, and the uh, we were in the um, farmhouse. Yeah. And it was intense sitting there in the dark. It was like one in the morning wow. <laughs> in the dark stoned listening to it. It was, you know, it was a, it was actually an experience and you know, it, it already sounds like a trip when you're not high. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's aged really well. It's like the, the whole, st- I don't know. I took years off listening to it and then, you know, yeah, recently, well, nothing about yeah. it sounds dated to me to the yeah. point. It's like, uh, like, you know, gated reverb. Yeah, no, it's, it's got its own thing. It's like everybody was kind of in their own, we were just kind of experimenting and having a good time with it. And it's, it's just kind of, it, it, it ended up having aging quite nicely and people seem to, and, and, uh, that, you know, yeah. looking back on it now, that's a big deal gig when, yeah. you know, you can just do what you're going to do with nobody actually telling you and not having to conform to what was on the radio or that sort of thing. I mean, it's a dream so gig. So it became yeah. its own entity. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, it was, we were so lucky to, to be able to work with these guys on that stuff. And Tinley was, I wish we could talk to Tinley. Um, uh, he would remember a lot of stuff about some things that I wasn't privy to, like like what, what synthesizer was that main synth on uh, mm-hmm. right, what's in the right. future. Stuff like that. It would have been nice to have, to have known a little bit more about that. But um, I'm in touch with Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, I can ask him a few questions. Maybe I could get it. Yeah. I've been trying to get him to make a little, you know, like blurb for the, podcast i saw him at mm-hmm. backstage at uh, the hollywood bowl and at some point mm-hmm. we got to get get him to do something on to do with this you know but i i've sent him i forwarded him a lot of the some nice emails that i've gotten and direct messages from people that talk talking cool. about the stuff cool. it's been really wonderful to get you know people to involved and it's really kind of fueled us doing these podcasts we're having a lot, a lot of fun doing it you know yeah we've got five more tracks to do so we'll probably do like two more episodes yeah, cool, cool. Five's too many for for one for one episode. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, awesome, Bob. It's been great to have you again. Always fun. Excellent. It's a, a awesome trip down memory lane. Oh it, man, it's funny because I, you know I, when we first talked about doing this, I'm like, I don't know if I remember any of this, but you know, hearing the songs, it's just like a it's a familiar scent from your childhood or from the past, and it just starts coming back to you. And sometimes when we listen to these, I can actually picture where we were doing them. You know, like in the earlier podcast, uh, the last one we mentioned, you know, coming out of Sound Techniques at like seven o'clock on Sunday morning, and listening to that in my car with the bass exploding and the back seat is such an experience and it's it's such an awesome part of our past with it yeah we have i mean and the, the starbucks there like the the hotel across the street it's such a nostalgic <laughs> place you know like and bcn was right there um yeah yeah it's just some it was a wonderful time in our lives i mean remember we used to go to, to division 16 for martinis and we'd run yeah, into, i remember that we did that every night yeah <laughs> 
Great times, Bob. It's fun to reshare this <laughs> with everybody. Uh, thanks for everybody for joining us again on Studio Secrets A to Z, and we'll be tuning in again for more TV Mania next time. Cheers, everybody. Awesome. Bye bye. Thank you, Chair. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.